Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Hey, Jordan Harbinger here. Subscribe to the only show that will show you how to apply the world's greatest ideas from the most striking minds. After presenting more than a thousand interviews, I couldn't be more compelled to introduce you to the Jordan Harbinger Show. We've got spies and CEOs, athletes and authors from Kobe Bryant to Malcolm Gladwell, Tony Hawk and Howie Mandel to the chairman of Google, founders of LinkedIn and Instagram, antiquities smugglers, con men, brilliant scientists, national heroes, and even the head of the CIA. Listed as Apple's best of 2018 and countless other awards that, let's be honest, you probably don't care about right now. So come and have a listen for yourself and join me as we exploit the superpowers of the world's most incredible thinkers, amazing achievers, and iconic change makers with their insights delivered right into your mind. You'll get that blueprint of their brilliance each week so that you can learn to live what you listen. Subscribe right now to The Jordan Harbinger Show, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you're listening now. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash, like a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP, but don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. Hey, everyone. This is John Roca. If you like this show, you are going to love Rob Has a Podcast on Podcast One. Join the king of reality TV, Rob Sesternino, as he hosts the biggest reality TV podcast on the web. And hear his take on everything Survivor, Big Brother, The Amazing Race, Check out Rob Has a Podcast every week on Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. Stay little chico, pit boom, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive. Brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game. So that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, how are you? Welcome to Collider Jedi Council. Kylo Ren knows his fate. Boyega, Boyega, you know that guy Boyega? He some craziness and EA fumbles again. It's Collider Jedi Council. Welcome. Welcome back to Collider Jedi Council. Hey, you're here. I, I'm right here. I got to tell you that I'm really enjoying the new openings that you do in those teases. So I think yeah. you just earned yourself a new spot. That's um, fine. But what I'll also say is the way that you did it, I felt like it was like I used to watch just regular. What was it, yeah. Channel Nine or something? And like the at, at, at like two in the morning, oh, yeah. the really weird advertisement would come on. Like, hey, how are you? 
<laughs> Sign on up. 1-800-whatever the hell it is. That's me. I'm pretty cheesy. Yeah, I like it, though. How it you works. doing? I'm good. I'm glad you're here because we didn't know you were going to be here because it is Traffic. raining in Burbank like crazy. Oh, that's right. It the is. whole town shuts down. It's, and someone parked in my parking spot. Oh, you know, I have an idea who parked in your parking spot. It's our guest today, a very special guest, Christian Arloff, from Bleacher Report, June Lee. He's here. Hey, thank you guys for having me. God, things no. are going well. Thanks thank for having you. me. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for parking in Christian's spot. Yes, thank you for doing I'm that. sorry. I didn't know ahead of time. So <laughs> It's all good. I'm I would have done well. it anyway if I knew. I know you would have. I know. Um, well, you are here. I'm glad to have you. We've been trying to get this yeah. done for a bit. You yeah. were here for the World Series. I was here for the World Series, which was really, really exciting. Yeah. yeah. So, and we were supposed to get you to that time. just didn't work out. Yeah. But here you are, man. So, And I saw your tweet. It was very nice. You've been listening to this show for a little bit. Yeah, I'm a big, big, big Star Wars fan. Yeah. Well, so I uh, love, to, love to nerd out. Love all the yeah. YouTube channels. Love being a part of the community. Yeah. Glad to have you on the show, man. So we're going to like kick back and, and talk some Star Wars. But where, where you grew up in the East Coast, yes? Yeah. So I'm from, I'm from the Boston area. I actually moved to the United States when I was two months old. I was oh. born in South Korea and uh, you know, grew up on the East Coast. Grew up a big Boston sports fan uh, and also grew up a big Star Wars fan as well. Yeah. <laughs> two Yankee fans here. With a Red Sox fan, a cheating, stinking Red Sox fan. (sighs) What are we going to do? Listen, when you got the title, what can you say? That's you got to concede true. at the moment. I understand. Um, okay, so we're not talking sports right now. We're going to talk Star Wars, and we're going to talk it with you guys. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to go over the first part of news, which is always Star Wars movie news. Everything happened in the world of Star Wars movie news. We're going to talk about it as we inch towards Episode Nine. Things are getting closer and closer and closer, but there's other things going on. Ken, what is it? Well, uh, let's start here with the upcoming Episode Nine picture. Uh, we got this little soundbite from Adam Driver. He was speaking with Deadline, and... Uh, uh, he was comparing the experience of working on the HBO series Girls to working on the Star Wars movies, and he dropped a little particular uh, uh, interesting note here. And he says, with Girls, there wasn't an end in sight. So it was fun to develop it as I went and to think about where it was all going. With Star Wars, I had one piece of information where it was all going, and that's where it has been in my head for a long time, and things are building towards that. So, of course, this is going to spurn furious debate over planning and everything like that, and uh, it seems pretty normal. What, what do you think? Listen, there's, I've been very critical of the fact that I don't think there's really been a necessary – there's been a plan from 7 through 9. So it is encouraging to hear Adam Driver say at least he knew. It could also mean another thing is the fact that J.J. Abrams is coming back. So the plan that he was given when he first started – asking about his character and figuring in episode seven what's going to happen and jj had this kind of design of where he wanted to go jj comes back and this is the, the plan continues for what jj always wanted to do i always think jj had a plan for where he thought his trilogy wanted to go i mean you don't write a script and say well i don't know where it's going to let, let them figure it out which is he had an, he had ideas i don't think his ideas were taken on to the next movie, but I think that his close will happen in, in this particular film, and I think that that's what Adam Driver is hinting at. What do you think, Jim? Oh, I, 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 I'm so excited about where this Kylo Ren storyline is going, because I think there's so much potential there, and there's so much just green soil. There's so many ways that this could go, and I, I just love all of the factors that are kind of playing into Kylo's storyline, and the fact that I, I, I have no really sense of, of what could happen here. And that's, that's what gets me most excited as a fan is just knowing that we have this great actor, Adam Driver, who's been you know, my favorite actor in, in this new trilogy. Uh, but to see that 
there is a plan and, and that everything that he's been doing in these previous movies has been informed by that, I think is really exciting. So for me, I'm most looking forward to just seeing where Kylo Ren ends up in this next movie, but also seeing how when we look back at these, these last two movies, The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, uh, understanding what exactly cho- what choices he was making and why he might have done things in previous movies that paid off in the end. Mm, right. So, Ken, what do you think about all this? Do you think... First of all, let's ask a question around the table here. Yeah. Part of the plan for Kylo Ren, do we think... I think that we shouldn't do this, but do we think that Kylo is going to be redeemed by the end of Episode Nine? I waver on it. I waver on it. And sometimes I want to just put my fist down and say, no, absolutely not. He he made his choice seven Twice. several times over, right? Yeah. And I was rewatching in that tease we had the, the throne I was rewatching the throne room scene just yesterday. Yeah. And talking about Adam Driver is I think now I can say he is my favorite actor in this He's he's a Julia guy. He he's, is good. He's a legit he's a legit pro. He brings he's so awesome. much did you watch Black Klansman see what he, he did in that movie. I, and I, I I watched the first season of Girls and, yeah, and, so and was, I remember thinking, okay, that's the guy, that's the villain. This is gonna be different. And and it is and in that scene alone I love when Ray turns around and uses the name Ben because she throws a light Ben Ben, Ben, that's how Ben ain't home, and right. it's Kylo, and this is happening. So um, I, I, I don't know. I really don't know, and that's, and I don't know which way to go. Yes or no? Today, I would say yes. There's a redemption there. It will come at a cost. Obviously, that's that's a given. But yes, I think they're going to find some sort of middle ground that's going to surprise us. And I, I really, I just want to be surprised. I, just, I don't want a predictable ending. I don't want. I don't want something that we've seen before. I just, I just want to be surprised and and. And have a, have a character in Star Wars and Kylo Ren that uh, isn't just a mirror of Darth, Vader, Darth Vader's past. I want, I want him to take a new path into whatever his end, end result is. And uh, at the end of the day, I just, I just want a satisfying end of the storyline and, 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 and something that's just surprising. I just want to be surprised and, and uh, be, be entertained as an audience member. Yeah, I, I think, I do feel that we're, I'm, I'm going to like a lot what happens in this movie. I feel that we're going to lead towards a redemption angle that we might have seen before, and I'm not going to like that because I killed his pops. He had his chance in, the, in Last Jedi to, to come back. He multiple du- chances. Multiple chances. Chances Duped us all. Duped Rey. Tried to blow, blow up uh, Luke Skywalker. Who, he, he's, he's lost his mind. To redeem him again... And I think we're going to wind up doing that, but we'll see. I hope I'm it's, wrong. It's it's again. It's it is part of the Star Wars story. It's part of that hero's journey. And 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 he was called uh, one of the co-protagonists by Ron Johnson if, with Ray, and that makes some sort of sense. So I I, I it you know. Th- th- it's not going to be Boss Nass Jr. holding up the peace orb, go, going, you know, we so free and everything. It's not going to be that kind of happy ending. But uh, I, we're going to have to, you know, it's, it's yeah, we'll Star see. Wars. You know, I, it's I want, Star Wars. Let me, let There's me, joy in Star Wars. Let me be clear. Yeah. I want a happy ending. I don't want. Oh, yeah, I, know I don't do. want. Yeah. I don't want to leave miserable in in episode nine because I think this is the last saga film we're getting for a very yeah. long time. Um, I want to leave happy. I want to leave with a good ending. I just don't think we need to leave it with. Oh, Ben came back. He did it. it we we've done that. Before. I, I I and, and go happy music. Have the Ewoks dancing at the end. <laughs> yep, nub, yep, <laughs> right. Or, yeah, or mix it all yeah. together. Whatever and you want to do. It's. I just. It's. I don't. You don't need yeah. to redeem him. And and that's why. That's where I go back to my my hesitation up top. Yeah, because I I I, I yes, Luke does say no one's ever really gone and it might not be him he might be saying i can't save him maybe someone else can but i i do like that when leia says uh, my son's gone and and it, right i like all right let's maybe commit to that so i'm with you on that but but my hesitation and then and again star wars star wars is supposed to contain some joy right we're gonna get that 
Maybe, maybe, just maybe he'll be dancing at the end as well. That's not. All right, what's next? Uh, next, the number one source for Star Wars news is always Instagram. No matter who you're following from the Star Wars universe, make sure you are. That's all the thing you got to do. And John Boyega, man, I love John Boyega. He's always he's just such a fan. He loves this stuff. He loves what he's doing. He put this. This look at this picture. This is like a work of art. Beautiful hands all covered in blood and mud and dirt and grime. And he says, great working day on set. The whole team pushed themselves today to achieve something visually crazy. I've had my moments of shock on set, but not like today. And I can't wait until you know why. FN2187. So, all right. What do you look at that face over there? By the way, you're where, you look like Hannes Wagner in the 1903 World Series. Good, they wore that on that. Kind of, that was kind <laughs> of the reasoning behind yeah. it. I was, going, I was going for him. Um, no, I just, you know, this is this crazy speculation type stuff that I start to look at. And, uh-huh. and then I say it, and the, the, the Jedi Council audience yells at me. and like, oh, you're crazy. They've tried to do that already. What do you do, Harlow? I look at that, and I think that we might see this dude use the Force. Uh-huh. I think we might see him, you know, because they, they teased because. In the in the f- episode seven, okay. the saber he uses that saber pretty easily. Try you know picks up some stuff. They didn't ha- he didn't really have a purpose. They then in episode eight tease some of these lost kids who had the force. Right, broom kid is mm-hmm. at the, at the mm-hmm. end of it. He was one of the he was a lost kid. He was one of these, maybe maybe he didn't tap into it. The hands to me signifies he's trying to use the force. Um, okay. I wouldn't be surprised if we see Finn come back and, and, and there's some Force stuff with Finn. I wouldn't be surprised. There's been a lot of speculation about whether or not they're going to be on like a forest planet in this next movie, right? Yes. I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised if this is just like some crazy explosion in the dirt and there's some sort of trench warfare happening. Uh, I mean, just, just from looking at it, I mean, I, I can just imagine explosions just happening all over the place. I, I, personally, I, I personally don't really want to see Finn use the Force. I think that his story is so unique already as yeah. it is within the Star Wars universe that I think that if we're able to tell the story about a stormtrooper who's able to rise within the, you know, the new rebellion, basically, and be become this hero, I think that's a way more interesting, unique storyline within the Star Wars universe. I, I personally don't want everyone just to be using the Force, picking yeah. up rocks here and there. Uh, and I, I think that through Finn, we can, we can tell a story about, no, you don't have to be a Jedi in order to be a hero in this universe. You can be a stormtrooper and you can find a way in order to make a be- better difference in this world. And I think, I think that's uh, at least partially what The Last Jedi's message was trying to be. Yeah, and that's fair. Ken, what do you think? Do you think there's any shot that uh, Finn uses the Force in Episode Nine? Well, uh, now I think there is. Oh, yeah? Because <laughs> if you're predicting that, what, what are you pulling that from? The blood? The sweat? The, the shadows? I just there's something The craft the, services he, in the background? No, not just that. He's like, the fact, first of all, what he's doing with his hands, looking at his hands that he was able to do something with, and conjure something from, from his uh-huh. hands, right? We do, and, but it's the, it's the caption, though. It's the shock on set, uh, and then the hashtag of FN2187. Aware, not, it's, yeah. it, to me... It, it okay. didn't take place on a battle. I think just right there, uh-huh. maybe. But he's been in battles before. What's the right. hashtag of, of the Something shock different. and awe? Yeah, what's what's so shocking about the hands emojis up too? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, so it's like there's yeah. something and and look at, and the eyes of looking towards the hands of of what what does that mean? Okay. Because what, when someone does something like think about episode five, right. Luke or. You know, when, when Luke is doing something, or Yoda does the thing with his hands, but you can hands. just picture with the, the power, once you do something, and it's just like, whoa, like, how did, how did I do that? How did I consciously, especially for someone who we didn't think had it. The other reason why is what a way to, I think he was 
criminally wasted in Last Jedi. Wasted. His Finn was sto- my favorite character in The Force Awakens. He, he Because he had, it was really his story, if you think about right. it. The, 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 we find Rey, sure, but it's, it, he's, he's the guy, he's the key in. He's, he's the one. Um, and it's, it's, it's the first time a stormtrooper kind of turns away. And it, it, was a real, it was a big storyline. And he just kind of got pushed into this goofy storyline into The Last Jedi. I think they're going to do so much more. You're talking about redeeming. I think they're going to redeem him to where we're cheering for him again. We want him to do stuff. And if he does become Force user or warrior or anything, I don't disagree with you that we don't want to just give the Force to everyone. Right. Um, but I do believe that there could be a way, if explained right, to... Combine some of the ideology, idea, whatever that word is trying, trying to say. Ideology, yeah, it's sir. a big one. I don't know yep, it well trying, either. You know where I was going it's with like it. six syllables. There you go. But doing what Ryan Johnson was trying to do in The Last Jedi, so that, I think that that idea was smart. I think that there are a lot of people out there that we haven't found that have it. And this guy and these, all these lost, that scene in the episode seven, mm-hmm. when you see, if you look towards the left and you see his face as a young kid, there's all these kids that they picked up. Yeah. How do we know that some of those kids weren't Force users? Well, I'll be curious if we're going to get any sort of bigger backstory on him in the right. next movie because we don't know anything about his parents. We don't know how mm-hmm. all this indoctrination happened in the, in, in, the, in the First Order throughout the course of these kids growing up. Like, I'd be very, very curious to kind of see... I think at this point, Finn starts to, has to start grappling with what he used to do and and uh, what happened before, and 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 I think that that kernel is it has so much potential and just being able to make Finn this like three dimensional character. We don't really know what happened before the Force Awakens with him. We know that he was a janitor, right? Right. But other than that, what do we really know about him? And I think that. As Ray kind of discovers his past, as Kylo starts to get discover his past, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised to see just learning more about how this guy became who he is. Right, a little bit more history on him. Everyone's talking about Ray's right. history because there has to be a reason why he decided to leave the First Order in the first right. place. We still yeah. don't know what led to him deciding to leave. You know, right. we we know that he left, and we know the events that led up to him leaving, but we don't know what was kind of brewing inside of him throughout the course of this time that was leading to him making this kind of decision. Because this kind of big life decision just, just doesn't happen overnight. Right. They, don't, they, they, cover it, they do cover it in, like, Jason Fry's leading up to it in, the, in, the, in those books, but not on film yet. Right. We don't, the, the majority of the audience does not know kind of the process that he was going through. Ken, you think we'll see any of that? Uh, a little backstory? A little backstory for Finn. He is the descendant of Mace Windu and Yaddle. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that freaky, no, freaky deaky going look, on there. Huh? I, 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 you know, you, you, I, I don't. I've never. Whether it's here, or Game of Thrones, I don't. I'm not a. I'm not a theory person, right? I yeah, mean, yeah. you guys. Are, hey, can you just come up with some Game of Thrones? I don't. Ha- I just watch and I put it all down on the on the on the map and sure. see where the the emotions lie. So I, I'm bad at that. Uh, could he go and be Kylo's apprentice? That's cool. I like what you're saying here. I get the hands thing. I love the battle, and I love the story they tell. And I love, I love what we do know. We don't know a lot going up. Uh, he, we know from before the awakening, he was a prized uh, student, so to speak. Yeah. Phasma actually kind of had a lot of hopes for him. He did some bad things or whatever. Now he's a janitor, and then he has fear. He's afraid. He he runs more for that, not to switch sides. He's afraid, and, and he's going to get trouble. So what what was leading up to that, that he couldn't couldn't uh, stick around, is very interesting to me. Could the hero's journey be his, his journey? It could be part of it. Um, you know, an adult-onset Jedi skills could could be something yeah. different, and I'm fine with it. Again, like I, I keep saying, you 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 give me something crazy, but you give me a 
a great emotional and logical journey to there, I'm, I'm going to be on board for anything. Yeah. And yeah, and Finn is a Finn is a great character that a lot of people love and, and take inspiration from. So hey. Put the put the pedal to the floor. At the all end right. of the day, I just want satisfying ends to these emotional arcs. That's all I want out of these movies. I'm, I'm not expect like from, I'm not a big of a theory person either. I just kind of take it as it is, yeah. and I just want to see these characters that I've come to really really love over the last few years just to have satisfying endings in one form or another. Well, sure, that's 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 the ultimate goal. That's what we're, that's what we're striving for. I am a theory person, and I stand <laughs> by it. All right, what's well, you're, next? but you're good at you're good at it. You you just pull these crazy things out of thin air, and you're good at it. I am not good at it, and and that's what I. I mean by that, and, and, and we all, we can all come together. Speaking of theories, I I haven't been following the story much this week. Yeah. Week, I know you might have been. We had this uh, kerfuffle over the Vader fan film, yeah. and let me tell you something. Life is a bittersweet symphony, man. You're trying to make ends meet, and you're slave to the money, and you die. And what ends up happening is there is a copyright claim on it. I wouldn't say it was from Disney, but other people might. It was from Warner, uh, was Warner Chappelle Music. Yep. Uh, work, I get it, work, it tied in with Disney, but uh, the theories of Kathleen Kennedy and Pablo Hidalgo sitting around and pressing buttons to take this down was well, did not true. you hear true. the positive ending to the story? Uh, if that's the word you use, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Lucasfilm pulled it back or told yeah. someone to pull it back. You wouldn't call it a positive I, ending? I didn't follow this. I didn't follow the story. I wouldn't call it a positive ending. I think that, so we, um, by the way, if you didn't know, Rule of Two, both Mark Fernandez and Mark Riley got a chance to speak with Star Wars Theory about the film itself and about things that happened. And it was right before, I believe, that Lucasfilm had made sure that the claim was removed. Um, he had asked Lucasfilm originally mm-hmm. to if he could monetize the film and okay. when, when he was about to make it or, or when he was going to release it, whatever it was. And they said, no, you can't do right. that, but you can release it. You can put it out there. We'll support it. And he's like, I understand. Makes makes sense. It's their property. They they have every right to do that. Yeah. And so he did. So he put it out there and he demonetized it. And he he put it out there. So then he got a claim on it. And then the, what he thought initially was that Disney had claimed it on their own to where it was Disney, who right. was then said, "Well, you can't monetize it, but we'll monetize your video and make the money off it." Right. And people are going, "Well, that's kind of crappy." And then it was, as you went through all the claims that were on it, the main claim was the Warner, Warner Chapel, who yeah. for a split second inside of the original score that he put together, there was a bit of, I think it was one of John Williams' score. Yeah, Imperial March, I think. I yeah, think yeah. Was it the March? And then yeah. they, they claimed it, and then that's just set off a storm. So the good and the positive news of it is as all these claims came through, because Disney Music was part of one. There's like yeah, seven it was listed. claims. Yeah, yeah, it, it was, was listed. listed. Warner was the initial one or the main one. Lucasfilm said, no, no, we support fan films. We've always supported fan films, and we don't want to monetize the fan films, so take those claims off. And Lucasfilm did right by this guy mm-hmm. and, and did that. Um, but and I also think that, and I might be wrong, and uh, he's going to be on Rule of Two, and, and they'll ask him about this too. I do believe that he was monetizing in some way, not from the film itself, but I believe he did like a lot of behind-the-scenes videos of making the thing that he did monetize, and they did really well. Yeah, I was, I was watching Hello Greedo's review of it, and he's like me. I didn't really see a lot of them, but I guess he did, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I think that he did. So I, I don't know. That's a question that they can ask, but I think that it was... I do like the videos that he made, because I don't... I don't there was never hate inside of any of this stuff. There was concern. There were, I liked the way he presented himself. There are other people out there who just who do videos that just Rabbit, spew yeah, yeah. hate and, and just have one point of view and just like to get the angry army behind them. As where right. this guy didn't do that, he, he he made valid concerns, things that he did, and it ultimately worked out for him because he handled it like a professional. So, kudos to everyone involved in that particular story. So that that was. Did you get did you get a chance to see the Vader film? Uh, I did get a chance to see it. I, I, I for me seeing that kind of stuff and seeing 
people be inspired by the Star Wars universe to make that kind of stuff is so... I mean, that's what you want as, a, as an artist and a creator. That's, that's all you can ask for is that people get so inspired that they want to create their own things. And so to see people in the Star Wars universe, you know, this situation has clearly been a, a kind of a mess over the last yeah. week or so, but just to see all this kind of turn out well at the end is... I mean, that's all you can ask for with these fan films, in my opinion. Absolutely. So it's, so it's back up or up? It was What's never, the end? They never pulled it down. Okay. It was never pulled down. It, the, it was, his biggest concern was, I'm not going to monetize this thing. Gotcha. I, I'm, I'm going to listen to you guys, and I'm not monetizing. And then they were making money off of him. They, they, right. they mon- it, it's, one thing, it's one thing when you monetize it, mm-hmm. and then when you're using someone else's copyright, they go, well, you can't do that. We're going to monetize the video. We're going to take over the monetization. Then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But this was a demonetized video that, they, that someone manually went into and said, well, no, we're going to make gotcha. some money off of that. If you've got mm-hmm, millions mm-hmm. of views, we're going to take all the money off of it. And Lucasfilm's like, you, you, you can't do that. Right. At yeah, the end of the right. day, I just I, I hate when all this money stuff comes into this. Yeah. At the end of the day, I like viewing this stuff as, as maybe as pretentious as the sound as art. Like, right. and, and that's, you know, for me, I just love the storytelling and all of this. And so to, I, I I want all of the money. And then I deal what I wish we didn't have to make money off of any of this thing, <laughs> right. of this stuff. You know, like and, and I I wish that uh, all this legal stuff didn't have to come into play. But obviously Disney wants to protect Darth Vader because Darth Vader is Darth Vader, and they want to make sure that Darth Vader isn't doing crazy ass things in in a fan film. I, I think it's more of this this time around. It was more about Warner Chapel saying we want some money. That's really what it was. It, it, it there's no doubt about it. it it's, Music publishing is uh... yeah. They'll get you. The music, yeah. the music is. They'll but, get you like that one little thing. Yeah. So anyway, I'm glad that it that it tied up. I think that Lucasfilm did the right thing here by stepping in and helping this guy out because it's. Uh, he's gonna. He said he's gonna do a second one, and there'll be more of an interview. We'll go back and listen to the interview on Rule of Two, which is on the main channel now. By the way, it's on. Um, you can find it's got its own playlist, Rule of Two, and then next week he's coming in studio to be in with the guys. So make sure you check that out. All right, Ken, what's next? Uh, next up, we have a story here. Uh, Cody, you got pictures of Mace Windu. It's right behind you. I don't look up much. (laughs) That's Mace Windu. Um, Yeah, this is a story, but we kind of heard this before. Sam Jackson promoting uh, the, what's what's he in, uh, Glass 2, The Awakening. Uh, He said, yeah, he would love to do Star Wars again. All they got to do is call. He said this before. He loves the character of Mace Windu. I love the character of Mace Windu. Um, So it's not surprising. What's he going to say? No. He's the right. most, he's, they just came out. He's the most profitable actor like of all time. And those Marvel movies help a lot. They sure do, and so the Star Wars movies. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's been in three of those. He's been in, or yeah, he's been three of those. He's been in all all those movies. He's been in tons of tons and tons of movies. So why wouldn't you want to add to that? Right. Uh, plus the fact, Mace Windu. I still think there there could be more of a story to tell if you go back in time. Um, you could do a movie with him for sure. I don't think that that's a plan. I also think this is where it, it jumps into depending what the stories are going to be that they're going to make TV shows out of, right? Because why not have Mace Windu in a particular TV thing? It's also why I don't think that I, I wish Bob Iger would have made that statement of you're never going to see movies here because it'd be cool to see a lower budget Mace Windu film. Mace, I mean, Mace Windu strikes me as one of those characters that can be used to just look at the Force in an interesting way because he was, he was not one of those Jedi that were uh, just purely he, – he kind of had a little bit of a dark side totally. edge to yep. him. And, I mean, we saw that in Episode 3. And so I think he, he's such an interesting vessel through just to look at the Force and, and seeing how he kind of 
dealt with the dark, the darkness within him and how he used that to his benefit. And, and these new movies I've kind of been talking about, you know, the, light, the lightness and the darkness and trying to find a middle ground there. And I think that Mace Windu is the perfect conduit to kind of look through all those things. There's so many stories that can be told through him. And, and obviously, there's just so many different other characters that are associated with him. You know, Yoda, the entire Jedi Council. Like, there's so many, there's so much story potential there that Mace Windu, he, 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 sticks, he sticks out to me as someone who I think would be a really great television program just because he's, he's kind of like, uh, like Cassian Andor. He's kind of not the main character in one of these big movies. He's kind of a side character, but he's one of those side characters that you're interested in because you don't know a lot about him and you want to know more about it. Absolutely. And, and June's right here to, also with Mace Windu does, has teetered on the dark side for sure, not only just in the that's why, that's why he's the per, that, I mean, that's the canon explanation of the purple lightsaber. Yeah, well, and it is. And then if you go to the novel by Christy Golden, Dark Disciple, that's the best version of what he's all about. Because Ken, you read Dark Disciple, right? I did. And right? there was a lot of stuff inside of there that you really understood. Oh, he's he's ready to like murder dudes. Yeah, like he's he's just one of those. He's but he's able to keep himself balanced. I mean, that scene with Sidious is is pretty dark. Yeah. He's ready to just take him out, right? And yeah. he, he, and he probably would have been in the right to do, well, he would have been in the right to do so. And then, yeah. Oh, that's great stuff. Yeah. Well, it goes to that Mace comic, uh, the one that flashes back. He, it, it's like current current day prequel stuff, and it flashes back to him and his master. And there's a similar situation. They take someone out, and, and Mace has his lightsaber above to kill him, and his master's like, we don't do that. The Jedi don't do that. And it ties all the way back to that Sidious moment of back... I shouldn't. I shouldn't. It's going against everything in my training, but it would have been probably the right thing to do. Yeah. The, the fa- most favorite thing I love about Mace is is if you watch the prequels, there's so many times where he just says exactly what's happening, but no one kind of really believes him. Yeah. I sense a plot to overthrow the Jedi. Nah, Mace, you're crazy. All right. I feel like some, it was, it, he mentioned <laughs> he mentioned at one point that he felt like the, the, some something in the Force was blocking them from having their full, full powers. Like Mace Windu has been right this entire time. Oh time. yeah, he even said, yeah. even says about anything. He goes, I don't trust him. <laughs> Yeah, you should. Also, just like Samuel L. Jackson is the greatest. Yeah. So, like, I would He's love good. anything Star Wars related with Samuel L. Jackson, you know, yeah. any day of the week. Yeah, so it doesn't make sense. It doesn't uh, surprise me that he said he wants to do this. Uh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, is that it? All movies? Uh, that is their sad note to end on. A, a young fan, six year old fan, uh, passed away. Uh, that a lot of uh, had been kind of in the Star Wars community. And uh, I'm trying to get his name up here, so apologize while I take the time. The article uh, is here and is uh, Caden Little. It passed away. Uh, he had uh, an aggressive form of uh, a cancer, passed away Monday. And, and Mark Hamill. Uh, because Mark is just uh, he's a sweetheart of a human tweeted out uh, something so, sorry to la- hear the tragic loss of Caden the Force will be with him from here to eternity and Skywalker was his favorite character in Sprint. and it's just a reminder too of, of what Star Wars is here for too just this modern myth that everyone can find comfort and inspiration in and I always believe Mark Hamill has 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 been a, a champion for the brand in that way, going back even even through the eighties and everything, where he gets it, he gets what Star Wars means. Yeah, this oh, obviously sorry, uh, sad news. Yeah, obviously as a as a dad, this, uh, this breaks my heart into a billion pieces, and um, yeah, it just condolences obviously to the young boy's parents and uh, just family in general, and and yeah, Mark Hamill coming out and doing that and showing the positive light there. Um, it's just what he does, right? That's what Mark Hamill's always done, and and you're right. It shows like just what Star Wars means to a lot of different people, and how you hope um, that it's it's one of the uh, one of the positive things that was going through this uh, kid and kept yeah. him kind of positive and. 
It's, just, it's, it's tragic. I mean, yeah. this is one of those stories where I feel like you, we cut through all the controversy BS of The Last Jedi and everyone debating about whether or not Star Wars is heading in the right direction. And it's stories like this that really remind you to take a step back and look at the big picture and be like, these stories have an amazing impact on so many different people in so many different ways, and that's what makes it incredible. And that's why we all care about it at the end of the day. That's why I love about, love about Star Wars is that, you know, for me, it was, it was like playing with the, the, you know, creating my own wars with my friends growing up and, and kind of un, 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 unlocking our imaginations and, and making us really feel like kids. And, th- and that's why I love about every single opening night is that, you know, you go into a Star Wars movie theater and you're surrounded by all these adults and kids and everyone just feels like they're five years old again. Yeah. And the stories like this just give me a moment to, to sit back and reflect and, and ignore all the controversy around these movies and, and enjoy what we have. Well said. Um, okay, now going to try to transition as peacefully as we can into the next section of the show, which is what's the deal with canon? That's right. Everything happening in the world of Star Wars that connects to the movies, TV shows, video games, uh, whatever it might be. We're going to talk about it. Ken, what's going on? First up is this news that EA has canceled the open world Star Wars game again for the first time, for the fourth time. I don't know. EA's got a lot of things going on that we know. This also means that there's a little note that, well, they're concentrating on concentrating on maybe more of a smaller contained Star Wars story, not the big open world. So there's always, you know, again, I, I play a lot of games. I'm on Twitch. I do that stuff, but I, I am not a gamer. I do not know. I don't know the ins and outs of all these studios and everything. I just, I am, uh, I am simple and dumb. I see something on the screen and I play it and I go, I like that. Um, but this is disappointing uh, as someone who is completely lost in Red Dead Redemption 2 and has been uh, in other type of games. Yeah, the idea of an open world Star Wars game uh, is, is daunting, but it's appealing. So, hey, we'll see what happens here. You're shaking your head like a grandpa. Yeah, this sucks. It does suck. There's like no... Uh, since we got announced that Disney was taking over Lucasfilm, all these games were going to come out, we've gotten two Battlefronts. And and they're fine. They're fine. It's like nothing. And Battlefront Two had a story. That was. I want to play these games for stories. It makes me miss LucasArts so much. We used to get like three games a year or whatever it was. It's come on. Let, let Bioware do it again. They're back, right? Uh, put Drew <laughs> Carpecian on another game. Let's get let's get another yeah. Night's Tale Republic game. It's and I and I understand that's easier said than done. And I'm not going to pretend I know what goes into right, making right, right. games because obviously there's just so much. But the Visceral game gets canceled. This gets canceled. All the games that I want. Like to play, they're getting canceled. And it's like, okay, well, I guess we'll just one day it'll come out. I'm not going to believe that any video games are coming out until it's on the shelf. You know what I would love is a GTA style, like Boba Fett bounty hunter open world game. <laughs> funny. Well, that, well, funny you said it because in reading a little bit deeper, this is what this open world game might have been around. It's not necessarily Boba Fett, but you're a bounty hunter or, or you know, someone on the outside of the of, Mandalorian of organizations. Right. Yeah, Mandalorian. Going around and, and and you could go to planets and search those planets. Uh, it reminds me more of Mass Effect than something like, say, Red Dead or right. Assassin's Creed or, or even GTA. So um, we'll see. Yeah, with Fallen Order, I'm very much looking forward to Fallen Order. But when it's on my console and I'm playing it, what's going on with it. that game now? They mentioned it. They said, "No, everything's we're, 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 everything's fine here now. We're fine. How are you?" Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's. Yeah, I think it's still going on. But again, I'm like you. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm like you. At this point, is that the one that's next? Is that going to fall out? Yeah. No pun intended as well. It's like, I don't know. It's just a bummer. It's a bummer. It's like more games that I'm just, give me some Star Wars games. It's like, there's so many different video games. Like Red Dead Redemption, there's two of them. Yes. Yeah. Two of them, right? And of, that's of, of the Redemption series, yeah. Revolver doesn't I mean. count. But, but yeah. there's two of them. Yeah. Like, that's, 
uh, that built its brand on itself. Star Wars already has an established brand. What's, what are we doing? Let's make, let's make some games. Give me a pod racer game. Whatever it is. A give me a update. game. I want a new updated pod racer game. But I have r- r- racers much. It, it, it is frustrating. It's like it reminds me too of like uh, there's never been a great Lord of the Rings game, and they right. tried that. They tried after Battlefront. They tried one. It wasn't that good. And even like Game of Thrones, the the Telltale game was was good until you figured out all your choices still led yeah. to the same area. So yeah, those big properties. It's always kind of frustrating because right. you want to get lost in them. And, and the Star Wars games always did succeed. The LucasArts, uh, I saw some questions this week of, hey, was it too soon to cancel them? You don't know. You don't know. Um, but, yeah, there was a lot. Of, I got lost in TIE Fighter, Dark Forces. A lot of people love that game. And, of course, uh, the old Republic game. that you, Force Unleashed you, was a great game. Force Unleashed yeah, was, was fun. One, yeah, sure. yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, Whitworth's all right. <laughs> All right, let's move on. What's next? Final note. All right, here's the headline here. And the, the, these Age of the Republic and the Age of Rebellion comics are coming out or they're going to come out. And I've only read one of them, Jody Hauser's Darth Maul. Jody Hauser is a great author and writer, comic books and other things. And I think she does a great job. She did a great th- job with the Throne adaptation. So that's the one I've read. This one, though, we got Jar Jar with a lightsaber. And that's, uh, I guess, for right now, that's our headline. Uh, I'm sure this confirms all theories about Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, people are going to be like, oh, he is a Sith Lord. No, he's not. We already, yeah. con- we already confirmed that in Aftermath, he's selling trinkets or whatever he's doing. He's jumping around like an imbecile in, in, on Jakku, right? Where is he? No, it's on Naboo. Is it on Naboo? That's right, one of my back on favorite things. Yes, one of my favorite things in Aftermath. Windig was amazing. There. He was great on that, that particular thing. So, no, I, it's, this is probably a moment very similar to what happened with Finn mm-hmm. in Force Awakens. Something happens. He picks up the saber. It, it looks like he, gets, he, he can't even hold the damn thing. Unless he's dropping it. And yeah. It's just one particular scene. I don't think that it means anything except a Jedi dropped the lightsaber on the floor. He went to pick it up, and he got shot out of his hand, or he couldn't, or he couldn't even hold it because he's a moron. It could also be just like a wink and a nod, being like, "Hey, guys, those theories are not not a thing." Right? Yeah, a little bit of fun, a little bit of fun too. There. Um, That's so all I think that is confirmed. Anybody, he yeah. is a Jedi. Yes. Right, he is. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Good. He's is more powerful any, than Yoda. Does anybody think anything else that this could potentially mean anything else than he's a moron? No. All right. <laughs> All right, is that it? Is that everything? <laughs> He's a moron. He is. He's I get a, it. Yeah. Um, but that's what I love about the aftermath thing. Is it? Is yeah. it, it? It is so meta and it's wonderful. It's touching. It makes me look at Jar Jar again. It is a great scene. Chuck yeah. did a great job with that. Yeah. It's like they basically everything that the fan base feels about him is yeah. lumped up in that one and he, scene. And he's left neglected by all his friends who think he uh, was all the problem. And he did Delo Felicates. He did vote uh, some powers there. And he's only left to entertain the children. And it is this touching comment on Jar Jar Biggs. Yeah. The moron. All right. All right. He's an idiot. Uh... <laughs> I said idiot. Sorry. Uh, and that's kind of it. That's kind of it All here right, in it. Canon. All right. Now it's time to talk to you guys. You guys have throughout the week. Hashtag Collider Jedi Council. If you're over on the, the fan group, the Collider Jedi Council fan group. Or if it's right now, live, just asking some questions. Ken's going to go through them, and we're going to uh, ask some questions. What do you got, Ken? On the Facebook page, Collider Jedi Council group. You can request to join Kyle White. He says, he asks, do you think Disney Lucasfilm will show the first episode of The Mandalorian in theaters to help promote both the show and the upcoming streaming service? I look at you, sir. It's a good question. Um, I don't. I don't think it's a bad plan. I think it's a good plan to try to do it and, and to see. But I think that it also might be confusing to put it in the theaters considering it's only around a month or two before the last movie comes out. So I think they're going to try to also... Make sure that they say, this is TV, 
mm-hmm. this is movies, and they're going to... They don't want to confuse anybody. So no, I don't think there's any shot of it being in the theater. It is interesting though because you know I'm I'm probably the biggest Star Wars fan amongst my friend group, and like most of my other friends are very 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 casual, like go to see the movies kind of type of Star Wars fans. And most of my friends don't know that the Mandalorian is happening. Interesting. Um, which I thought was pretty interesting, just because you know Lucasfilm has been pushing it pushing it hard so much. Uh, you know a lot of the promotional peer, uh, materials getting a lot of big stars. Obviously, John Favreau is a big deal. I think. With the streaming platform, I'm just I'm just very interested to see how they end up rolling out the show because it it's going to be the Star Wars's kind of first foray into really long form storytelling. You know, telling a, an eight hour, ten hour movie or whatever it's going to be. And so, in order to make people aware of this streaming platform that hasn't even launched yet, that a lot of people who aren't following pop culture on a day to day basis might not even know about, how are they going to push this alongside the movie? Because right. at the end of the day, like. We are going to go pay to see the new Star Wars movie. We're going to go pay for Disney Plus to watch all this stuff. But where Disney really makes their money is getting the casual fan, getting getting all these people who only you know know who Darth Vader is and, and mm-hmm. love Darth Vader, but they don't care about kind of the the deeper canon stuff. They don't read the books and the comics. How are they going to get those people to watch the show and make a leap into uh, an area where there's new characters we don't know any? This is a part of the galaxy we don't know anything about. So I'm very, very interested and fascinated to see where that kind of heads, heads because the movie's coming out around a similar time. Right. Ken, what do you think? Um, I, uh, I, uh... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you go? I was looking up the next question. <laughs> Sorry. I, I produce the show on the fly, nice. and nice I apologize. Welcome Hi. back. Good points. Welcome back. I agree with you. I'm, embar- you, 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 I'm embarrassed. I'm sorry, embarrassed, sorry. I will think, say. Do you think that uh, Mandalorian should be in the theater? For, no. For, no. No, 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 absolutely. Because, uh, you know, talk. we saw Game of Thrones. Good. See you next weekend. <laughs> Bye, Cody Hall. Um, no, we saw Game of Thrones. They put those... Watchers of the Wall episode, the the season four episode in the in the in the season in the one episode right after that in theaters, it's great, it's experience IMAX, but it, it, that's not the format yet, and I think they need to really show how the streaming service will yeah, work. I but agree. June's point is very interesting about people who aren't fully aware that Mandalorian's coming out, streaming service coming out. That is something you is have way to, to be aware of. Tell yeah. people about it, but yeah. yeah, I just don't I just don't see them doing that for this. I think there's other ways that they're gonna promote too. I wonder if there'll be a trailer before the new movie too about about the show. That's interesting too. Good call. Uh, there's gonna be a lot of stuff that comes out. There's gonna be more marketing for that show as we get closer and closer and closer because the streaming service itself is not just the Mandalorian. There's so many different things inside of it that they're gonna market Marvel, they're gonna market Star Wars, they're gonna market right. the live action stuff. And there's gonna be the, the goal for them is to get people to sign up to the service, and then once you sign up to the service, like, well, look, all, hey, you're a Pixar fan. Well, we've got all the Pixar movies. We got all the Pixar movies, but and we have we have some brand new movies that we're going to try to do too. But then look at this: you might not have seen Marvel or Star Wars, but there's new Star Wars stuff that you could check out. And there's ways to get those casual fans that love these other things. And and I believe that it's going to be one of the most successful streaming services that we've seen thus far. Just a question of how much, too. Because look, Netflix is raising prices. Netflix just raised it. Yep. So are they going to or do will, the same yeah. thing? But at the end of the day, the market for Disney Plus is so big because not only do they have all the nerds for Star Wars and Marvel and everything, they have literally all of the children for all of the Disney right. movies. Like, yeah. there's such a large customer base for this stuff. And I'm curious to see, like, do you guys have any sense of whether or not the show is going to be released episode by episode or is it going to be all at once? They haven't said yet. One episode that, by episode. Because that changes the experience of watching the show dramatically. It does? Yeah. It, it, it really I is. said that it. I think that you prefer if it was week to week, Week right? to week to have that have the coverage stretch out for, for as long as possible. And right? I get that. And yeah. I think for what we do, 
that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I want it all in one day. I want to just lock myself away from With everybody. With bag of Cheetos. And- That's it. Just lock, lock myself away, watch it all, just digest it as one eight to ten hour movie. That's all. That I'd, I'd yeah. be cool with that. And to be clear, if that happens, I'll be doing the same thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm okay with either one. And there is something very cool and like it's like a, being a glutton for punishment. But mm-hmm. waiting. Oh, I gotta wait. I gotta wait. It's it's almost Sunday. It's almost Sunday. I, gotta, yeah. I mean, I, I do. I that part of Game of Thrones. I do enjoy, yeah. but I also wish I could watch the whole damn thing. Sure. Like, oh, she just watched this now because I like sometimes trying to shut myself away from the internet and saying, okay, I'm not going to get spoiled at all. Right, I'm going right. to try not to anyway, and I'm just going to watch the last three episodes that I missed back to back to back. As much as, much as, as, much as uh, the speculation from week to week is, was really frustrating for a show you know, like Game of Thrones, which I actually don't personally watch, but also a show like Lost, like, I remember right. the, the community around Lost was so crazy week to week, and I really... As much as I kind of hated all the speculation that came with Lost, I also miss that a lot. Just yeah. having that community online week to week, talking about what could happen next. And I, I personally hope that this show comes out week to week just because I want this community to kind of come back together and, and talk about something over something that I think is probably going to be less controversial than The Last Jedi. I agree with you. I think that would be interesting. To as, that, I agree with you in regards to the less controversial. I think people are going to... I've been saying it. <clears throat> I think Mandalorian has the chance to be the most talked about Star Wars property in a very long time because of what we're saying here, like, like Game of Thrones, even like Lost. If you get new characters that people can jump onto, say, week to week in that, in that way, that's something that Star Wars hasn't done yet. It hasn't been able to develop characters in such a short period of time when it comes to even if the, movie, the show's on for three months. It's like sit around the campfire or talking about what we just saw or sitting around you know, the water cooler and going, what, what was it that, that, that just happened? What do we think is going to happen next week? That, that hasn't happened yet with Star Wars. We haven't had that. I mean, Rebels kind of had that, but not it's in the way. Yeah. Still a lot of Star Wars fans haven't watched Rebels yet. Yes. So yeah. um, right around the corner we're going to see. So thanks for the question. What's next? All right. I want to go back to little video games because uh, I know you being kind of a, an old Knights of Old Republic fan. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. I don't know if you played that game, June, and everything, but it's something, something it's not specific about that. Sean Galuli says, hello there. I was wondering if you had any thoughts now, the creators of Jedi Fallen Order. So let's just assume everything's good. It's coming out. How they should handle the game's protagonist. Should they go the Revan approach and let the player decide everything, or they should go the Kyle Katarn route and establish a well-defined, fleshed-out character from the start? What do you want? I think I know your answer. I don't think you do. Oh! I, my, my answer. My answer is what serves the story the best. What? What is there a version? Don't just mm-hmm. do the Knights of Republic thing to do it because it didn't work that well in Knights of Republic too. Mm-hmm. It's is there? Are there two defined stories of if I make this choice, I can go right. here, or if I make this choice, I can go here? That is also that's very intriguing, and I love that type of game because it really means you can play two games. Um, but I don't want them to do it for the sake of doing it. If the other version is, no, this is the clear cut, this is the the journey you're going to play from start to finish, and it's a great story, I'm on board either way. Yeah, I just want good storytelling. Yeah. I mean, that's what I love about Star Wars as much as, you know, it's fun to swing on the, around the lightsabers and collect the merchandise and all this other stuff. I just want good storytelling. And as long as we have the option to... Uh, or as, lo- as long as I feel emotionally satisfied at the end of all of this, whether that's you know through an open world kind of choose your own adventure type of thing, or whether that's more defined and there's twists and turns within the story that kind of build up the lore of this universe, that's all I really ask for as as a casual semi hardcore Star Wars fan. Yeah. Okay. 
I, you know, again, I make all the jokes about Red Dead Redemption, both one and two, but and I love those games. But two, uh, as is the you know the want now for a lot of games, as this you know that real strong morality engine. The first one did as well, but this one things go out go down differently, but it all kind of ends up in the same spot, and that's intriguing to me because then it's a set story that you could tell, and there's a lesson to it, but it's it's a little bit different, but it all ends up in the same spot. Um, where, like, the Telltale Game of Thrones game, I pulled off of it because I had the sense of, oh, I could kill Ramsey Bolton right now or not. Uh, what happens? Oh, it all ends up the same. Then you, the, the, the feel of choice went away from me. Right. The, the Revan thing is interesting because I know a little bit of, you know, what happens and everything. But if it's canon, right, and we're, we're not beholden to canon, we, at least in terms of story all the time, at least we shouldn't be. But if you're telling a canon story in a game, uh, Inferno Squad with with Aiden Versia. Right. If you could have selected to not change sides, so to speak, well, what does that do to this canon story? Then got, we, yeah, it eventually has to end up uh, the same. Yeah, way. so it right, gets right, right. it gets a little confusing, and maybe sometimes yeah. that's why I I don't know. I'm not an expert on the game, but maybe that's why Revan has has yet to be fully pulled on into canon because they got to decide what to do it. I, I'm just yeah. spitballing on that. Both are interesting. I do like having the, I mean, we were raised on choose your own adventure books, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still have my collection of GI Joe choose your own adventure books. Uh, I want to turn to page 44 and find out what happened and go a different direction. But that it's, not, it's tough to do in this canon yeah. world. All right, let's do one more. One more. I want a little fun one here. We yes, don't do this a lot. Where we get, we get really get nerdy. In junior, you know, this is a chance for you know you talk sports most of the time. Yeah, you're cheering on those dastardly Patriots. Yep. Uh, the Red Sox. Yep. All right. Don't forget. Uh, 1919. No, uh, no, that was 1918. Was 1918, last uh, yeah. 1918. 86 Ooh, years. 86 years. All right. Uh, John, Josh Shaler asks, writes this question. You're a Jedi Master. What? In canon, young one, do you select as your Padawan? Some choices might include young Obi-Wan, Ahsoka, Barris Afi, Caleb Doom, Jet Zukasa, which is Jet Lucas himself. Uh, what kind of student do you want? And you know what? I know you. I know your dark soul. If you want to go to the dark side and you want an apprentice, I'm game for that answer, too. Well, yeah, but the problem with that is that you've got to, if you're going to go a dark side type apprentice, yeah. you've got to take someone that you don't think got the chops to take you out because that's, right. that's the goal with the two Sith. It's right. like you want to get you, the goal as a Sith is to hire, is to teach someone that can take you out. That's what, that's what they, that's what they do. The goal is to get murdered. That's really is. That's, that's the what, end it's, game. What, it's like, if you can't do it, you don't deserve it. Like right. that Plagueis, Palpatine, like if you, if you can do it, what that's, a weird life purpose that must I be. I know that's what Bane, that's what Bane came up with. It is like yeah. the two that I've got the power, you crave it. Take me out, and then you take an apprentice and you figure it out. That's that's the rule. So I would go more on the Jedi side of things if I was going to have an apprentice at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't want to get murdered. I, I don't. I, yeah, I just don't want to start. I don't want to be looking over my back and saying like, who's who's next? What are we doing yeah. here? Um, I would say I think Obi Wan. It's probably an easier easier choice. Yeah. It's just because he's he's just not going to get into a lot of arguments with Obi Wan. Maybe in the beginning Maybe the he beginning. is, and it's just it's just like he listens. He does his job and he gets it done. So that's mm-hmm. all I'm looking for. I probably would have got. A, I, I, w- I would go with Ahsoka just because I think yeah. that she 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 is uh, kind of in this this gray area that I think is so interesting and, and just uh, is there's so much fertile ground for all of that stuff to be played out in the Star Wars universe. And so I, I I would personally I think enjoy the 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 bickering about morality and. Yeah. Uh, 
all this stuff about the Force that, you know, feels so defined within the movies, but is kind of played out a little bit more within the TV show. And, and being forced to kind of figure out what you believe in, what you actually stand for. I think that's what, at the end of the day, is, is what makes Ahsoka such a great character, is just her pushing these, these other Jedis to get to a place to make themselves better as she's training and, and, uh, and learning herself. Who are you going, Yaddle? Yeah, it'll be good. Qui Gon's an interesting one. I love yeah. the the relationship. A lot of arguments there. Yeah, a lot, well, of, a lot of but it's like I love the I love the relationship between him and, and Dooku. I think there's a lot of truth. I think there's like a hundred percent truth what Dooku is saying. Maybe ninety eight uh, to Obi Wan in Attack the Clones about I th- you know I don't know if Qui Gon would have joined the Sith, but he would have maybe kind of agree with Duke on a lot of things. Um, so that's interesting to me. Caleb Doom is interesting, but, yeah, but to be one. honest, I want to hang out with Caleb Doom right during that Kanan Jarrus is just going around drinking through Cutting the galaxy. Himself off from the yeah, force, I'd like yeah. to go to Buffalo Wild Wings and watch some games uh, with him. I don't know. the answer, I admit, Broom Kid Tamari Blag because my apartment's sometimes dirty. <laughs> Get to it. <laughs> right. Get to it. Right. I think at the end of the day, the most intriguing Jedi to me, not necessarily my favorite Jedi, uh, that still might be Luke to me, but the most intriguing one, the one who I think in, in the Jocasta end... Jocasta uh Jocasta Nu, no, is, is Ahsoka. Ahsoka Tano. I love where she ends up. I love where she walks away to go figure it out and find, find out who she really is outside of the Order, and that allows her to do some interesting things, including kind of pursue revenge for Anakin against Darth Vader. Uh, uh, and, and, and I think there's just something really interesting about what she, where she ends up. I just like that Ahsoka's like an anarchist, basically. Yeah. Like that, and, and just anarchy within the Star, Star Wars universe just like doesn't happen in, in the way that Ahsoka kind of creates it to happen, and I think that's just that within itself is, is so interesting, and that's what makes me you know, love her, and I think a lot of people within the Star Wars fan base love Ahsoka. Absolutely. Uh, all right, guys. Well, thank you very much for joining us here today on Collider Jedi Council. I'd like to thank our guest, June. Thank you so much for joining us yeah, here today, man. Yeah. So where can the good people find you out there? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at June Lee, J-O-O-N-L-E-E. You can follow me on Instagram, at, at June. And uh, read if you guys also like sports, you can follow my, my sports articles. Mr. Ken Knapsack, what are you doing? What's going on? Where, well, first of all, we got a happy birthday to Kelly Marie Tran and uh-huh. this guy called James Earl Jones. I've heard birthdays. of him. Yeah, heard of him. Mm-hmm. He's done some stuff. Happy birthday to those Star Wars characters. Uh, you can follow me at Ken Knapsack. That includes things like Twitch, Instagram, and YouTube for my motivations with Ken. Same with me. You can find me at Christian Harloff. And lots of stuff going on in the world of the Schmodown. If you go on over to the Schmodown channel, we have um, the awards that we shot at the Comedy Store on January 25th. We're going to be in New York for on January 26th. Sold out show. Sold it out in like three days. Lots of great things. You can live stream that show. You, there's a way to do that. So that will also be listed there. Dan Merle versus Ethan Irwin. Check it out. And subscribe here to Collider Video. And go to the Apple Podcast or Spotify now. We're over on Spotify, Jedi Council. Listen to us, do the whole thing, leave some comments, be nice people, and may the Force be with you. Always. Napa know how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa full synthetic motor oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP, but don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales price does not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 83120. It's that Chico Pit Boom. Mr. 305. But it said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power.
I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Bobo, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on negative to positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how our life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify.